Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. We are up to episode 112, and it is Thursday, May 4th, and it is playoffs time. It's pretty much playoffs time everywhere. I think that it's kind of going on in Arizona, um, Colorado, looking at some of our coverage. Um, I'm not, not sure if California has started yet. Um, or not, well, they, but, and, and they have, they have a, I'm, I'm not, I can never really remember their exactly system's how, way how it works. Different. Yeah, yeah. Cause they have NorCal and SoCal, the CIF stuff. And yeah. The CI stuff. Like it's, it's always, I, I can never quite follow it when it comes to football time and stuff like that. But they're, if they're not going right now, they, they will be soon with their unique little schedule. But, um, the Texas high school playoffs kick off today. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Drew and I actually went through and made picks for each region winner in 6A, 5A, and 4A, as as well as identifying a team to watch. A team to watch being we try to stay away from kind of the slam dunk, really top contender type teams, try to stay away from district champions type things. So it's kind of a mix of sleeper teams or or teams that could you know could really make a case to uh to win that region that might not be the you know the traditional big name top ranked type team uh then we also went through and picked winners to win 3a um and 2a as well with with teams to watch just in those entire classifications um you know smaller playoffs not not as many teams uh so just went through there picked a winner and then also a team to watch as well so Uh, We're going to go through each of those today, and then later on, you can actually see all the writing and kind of our explanations in written form behind all of our picks um, at 5tool.org once I get that loaded in there before I hit the road. We're definitely setting ourselves up to um, A, probably be mocked at some point, B, probably unintentionally ruffle the feathers of somebody that's going to get upset that their (laughs) team wasn't picked. Um, You know, I... I, we're venturing into Kendall Rogers hater of all. Right. Teams. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking back to uh, <laughs> on orange bloods. It's like a, a month, like not a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a uh, burger for the little double header between Lake oh, Travis yeah. and Austin and then Westlake and Bowie. And I tweeted that the infield at burger is just awful because it is. I watched, basically I watched a game and a half there that day. And any hard hit ground ball, there was a 50-50% chance that it was going to take a bad hop and like almost break an infielder's nose. Like it's just an awful surface to play on. So I tweeted that out. Like I was like, man, they got they got to do something about this because uh, Bowie had a, a, a really good defensive shortstop, uh, Mason Winters, I think he's heading to St. Ed's. Yeah. Um, Westlake had Theo Gillen, um, you know, Lake Travis had Dylan Slaughterbach, who's going, I believe, I think the Paris Juco shortstop. There's some good shortstops in these games and they're all getting just demolished by these bad hops. So I just tweeted that out. Of course, somebody in Orange Bloods takes that and says, oh, you're such a Westlake homer making excuses for them. And like, I didn't say anything about Westlake. I didn't say anything about Bowie. I just said the infield had bad hops. So I'm sure we're opening ourselves up to things like that. And, you know, we'll probably get a text from a coach, you know, weeks from now, like, oh, you know, you guys didn't pick us. And here we are in in the regional final. But whatever. We're we're bulletin board material. Yeah. Predictions are fun. 
Um, it's it's fun to talk about. It's it's fun to kind of prognosticate how this all works out. We kind of looked at brackets and matchups, and you know, there's some teams I picked. I was like, oh boy, these second round or first round matchups they could find themselves in uh, could be a really really tough situation. But before we get to that, we've got to give you the floor uh, because we didn't get an opportunity last week um, to talk about um, the Hebron Flower Mound game that you went yeah. to when when it was like. Uh, Marco's pause just took it to a level that we knew he was going to get to, uh, but you saw it um, last week and it was a really, really special outing and what turned into the game. We hoped it would everything on the line, great pitching, great teams, uh, just a really, really high level game to decide the district championship. Yeah. It, it had a playoff atmosphere, but before I get to that, I do want to go back to burger. So when, we were getting one year, must have been 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2009. We were getting ready to go to play at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I know, I remember Augie like really wanting to get on grass and dirt before we went out there. So we went and practiced at Burger for a day before heading to Palo Alto. And that 30 minute workout, literally like ruined us defensively for like three weeks. Like, <laughs> I even guys it. like even even guys like I mean like David Hernandez was like gun shy and I mean it, it was like it totally like spooked our entire infield. It was horrible. So I I can uh, I can sympathize there. It's probably the same guys. surface that that facility hasn't changed in forever. Like it's yeah. got the like this like the steel fence to where, you know, us video oh, guys, yeah. like, yeah, you can't move the fence at all. Yeah. So yep. it, it's just like, it's, I mean, AISD, uh, it, it, AISD is a mess, but that's just one of the facilities. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. like it is a hazard to play infield on that dirt, on that grass. Like it is, it is it's not safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So back to, back to the good baseball. So that went over and watched Hebron versus Flower Mound. Um, playoff atmosphere. I mean, just a great, uh, great setting of the tone for those teams going into the postseason. Um, you know, they had the really close, hotly contested Tuesday game that Hebron won to to make Friday be for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that kind of added to the mystique or the you know the prominence of the game. But uh, Marcos Paz versus Jacob Goldston. Um, you know, two of the best arms in Dallas by far. Um, you know. Obviously, pause has been my favorite, and and we'll get to your your guy Cunningham when we start going through the picks because I was mm-hmm. a little little shocked that you didn't have them winning their region just because of him. Um, but I mean, pause was as good as I've ever seen him. Ninety ninety three, uh, really pitched well off of his changeup. Threw some really good breaking balls, uh, kind of a slurvy breaking ball, but man, it was it was tough. You could tell they weren't seeing it well, but. Um, just an incredible game. Um, the atmosphere was, was wild. You know, Aiden Howard had a base hit, probably stole second off of, um, you know, uh, one of the guys that we consider the best, one of the best catchers in the area. Um, and just high level game all the way across mm-hmm. the board, pretty clean game for the most part, especially considering the weather, it was kind of wet and all that. Um, but man, just, Zane Becker was who he stole that base off of, but man, he was really good uh, behind the plate. Um, I mean, just like we've talked about with those two teams, there's D one 
talent all over the field, D one commits, D one mm-hmm. signees. And I mean, that speaks to how good uh, both Paws and Golston were because they just, they weren't giving in. They weren't giving up anything. Um, they both pitched around a couple walks, um, but man, really gave both offenses fits. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see those guys matching up to go to state. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me either. In, in about a month. So, yeah. I mean, they, they've all, they've both got the ingredients. Um, they both have uh, more than enough arms. They've mm-hmm. got offensive guys uh, that can do a job um, and they play good defense. So those, those three things put together make anyone in high school baseball a pretty tough out. But um, you know, like it was, like I said, that was as good as I've seen pause and we've seen him really good before too. So um, he just took it to another level. It was fun seeing him in that kind of environment. Um, you know, a lot of times when we see guys, there's, not a whole lot of stuff as far as crowds go. And, you know, they, they, they pitch in some pressure situations with plenty of scouts and championship games, but, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot, just that, just that atmosphere of pitching in front of your hometown and your school and all that it's, it's different. And mm-hmm. it's always nice to see guys in that environment too, to get it, just another look at them, but um, plenty of scouts there to see Goldston. Oh, I bet. And, I know some uh, early, you know, most of those pro guys aren't too concerned with the sophomores yet, but I know a few of them were turning some reports in after that game. So, yeah, if you're doing a follow list for that group already, um, yeah, get a head start on that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And that's why, you know, as we get to the picks, that's why I had uh, I had Hebron coming out of Region 1. So yeah, nice little seg- segue. Yeah, there. yeah, there we go. That's professionals here. Nice little segue into six A Region One because, like you said, these two teams could end up meeting uh, with a lot more on the line. Which is funny because uh, I picked Flower Mound to win that region. Um, you picked Hebron. Uh, my team to watch um, in that region is Americas from El Paso, who we got a great look at at the Five Tool Festival. And I remember leaving that and thinking, man, like nobody's going to want to play these guys in the playoffs because they've got arms. They've got, I think, at least three guys up to 90. Um, they've got a – his name excuse me, with the sophomore I saw a pitch at Prosper through a heck of a game at Prosper. Um, their lineup is competitive, talented, really scrappy. They can play defense. Uh, they're going to be the team. It's like, oh, boy, if you're, if you're competing against these guys, you're in for a dogfight. Uh, but I picked Flower Mound, like you said – you know, the pitching depth, I'm a big believer when you get into these situations that the depth on the mound really makes a difference. Because if you do get into a game three situation, some of these teams are going to have a huge advantage on the mound compared to other ones. And I do admit, you know, Flyer Mound has kind of struggled at times to score some runs. Um, but if you look back at what they did in the early season, you know, they beat Bridgeland, Clino, Houston Memorial, Cy Fair, Cy Ranch, Wiley, and Perryland in the non-district season all those teams made the playoffs and three of them won their district. So they really tested themselves early on. We know how good that district is that they, they, uh, they, they're coming out of. Um, so it was kind of a toss up for me between them and Hebron, but I went with Flower Mound and then my team to watch um, is America's coming out of that region one and six a. Yeah. And I, I went with Allen on, on the team to watch. And, and a lot of that had to do with um, just coming off of, of seeing Marco's pause is thinking that Chandler Hart can be that guy for Allen. Yeah. Um, if you have a guy that's throwing at the top of the rotation um, that gives you a chance to win every time out, like Chandler does, 
um, you've got a chance. Um, Cause like you said, you know, if, if you, if you can guarantee that game one win, um, then you just got to find a way to win one of the other two. Right. Um, Such an advantage. And, and uh, that, and that's assuming that you throw your guy game one. There's a lot of teams that throw their guy in game two. Um, so what would you do? What would, what would you do? Obviously there's matchup dependent type deals, but, but if, if I, everything's just kind of neutral, what would you do? Cause I have a strong, I have a strong take on this. I'm a big fan of, well, I'll say this. I think, I mean, I say it's situational, um, not, I don't like the idea of like flipping guys like days of the week, you mm-hmm. know, like if, if they can stay on Friday or stay on Saturday, I think mm-hmm. that's ideal. Um, but you know, sometimes it does, you know, like I know there's some teams that want their ACE to match up with the other team's ACE. And some I I've seen teams that throw their number three in game one. Yeah. Um, if, if the ACE on the other side is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, I, it comes down to knowing your team, um, you know, and Hey, sometimes, you know, that game two and three may be on the same day. Right. So right. that can factor into it too. If you, cause if you, you know, you might want to have, if, if it's a momentum thing for you, um, and you don't, and you're worried about your team being able to handle losing game two, if that happens and then turning right around and playing game three, that can come into play with it too. Um, so the the setup of the days I think matters some to me. Um, but I I don't if I had a guy that was like just a straight dude, like I don't know how much I don't know that I would love um just changing him around week to week because I think that sends a weird signal. Um I think what you know I, I think the best way to do it probably is to pick something and stick to it. Um but you know that's not always possible with the way that the schedule falls. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I mean, gosh, I think it probably just depends upon how good your ace actually is. Yeah. If I've got um, a bona fide ace, I'm absolutely throwing him game one, and here's why. I give myself some outs if weather pops up. You know, which we're. We're already figuring out it's probably going to be an yeah. issue this week everywhere. San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas, everywhere. Um, what? Let's say a storm pops up, you know, out of nowhere, which can happen in Dallas and Houston a lot. And it's the third inning and it's like a downpour and it's an hour and you've got to sit there and wait. Well, you're probably not going to bring your guy back out, but you probably haven't burned him for the next games either. You know, like you can't go run him out there for seven innings, another game, but you've got him to use again. It comes off the mound and he, you know, rolls an ankle or something like that. Well, okay, you've got another day at least to maybe he can get off it. Maybe he can come back. I just feel like you give yourself more outs to where, like, you know, let's say some fluke deal happens in your ace. Like the guys behind him boot six balls and the game's out of hand in the third inning. You're like, all right, let's just get him out of there, get into the bullpen. We'll save him and try to use him again later on. Like, are the are the pitch, of- are the pitch counts in effect in the playoffs? I believe so. They better okay. be. I can't. I, for some I mean, we'll, we'll me, find out real quick at yeah, this first week yeah, if we see anybody yeah. out there throwing, throwing a ton of things. But I, I've got to believe they've, they've got to be in there. I would hope so. But um, And also, too, I think there's just something, too, like, you know, writing that name down on there and your team looking down is like, all right, man, we got our we got our guy on the mound. You know, like, let's go out there and, and go after, you know, game one I, and see what happens. I've seen – Rockwell did this a couple years ago. They didn't 
they would hold their ace until game three if they had to do it. Hmm. So if they they would they would go three two, or they would they would start with the three on game one, and if they won, they would go two one. If they lost, they would go one two. Hmm. Um. So. I, and some, these school, I mean, and some of these schools have like not much drop off between one, two, and three, you know, it's which, yeah. which but like, well, if, if I'm like, if, I, if I'm like Potts Bear with Garrett, Barrett Kent, like I, Barrett Kent's on the mound when game one, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out from, uh, from there after that. Um, yeah, just, it just kind of the, the whole kind of chess match into it. So you've got Allen as a team to watch in there. It's a team that I really, really like as well. Whenever you have Brady well, Coe and Chandler Hart, um, Lathan Van well, Osdall, like you've got, you've got a chance for sure, you know, and then Mark, like you said in your, in your write-up, Marcus is kind of lurking in there as well. We know never to well, cut those guys out. That's tonight. So it's Chandler Hart versus Marcus Ooh, tonight. Okay. So, That'll be a good like, one. But if they get past that, they'll have a chance to go, go yeah. a couple rounds. I think, I mean, this will be the biggest test early on. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so I think Allen's going with Chandler Hart tonight in game one. So yeah. That'll be yeah. that'll be a good one. Um, yeah, region region two and six A. Uh, my winner out of that region, um, going chalk here with Cy Woods, um, probably considered as the consensus top team in Texas, one of the better teams nationally. Um, from what I've heard, they're gonna they're getting Chase Morgan back on the mound. I don't know if it's like a full workload type situation, but he is he is getting back on the mound. Um, he was dynamite early in the season, been one of the better pitchers in the state of Texas before. I believe he had a little bit of a back issue. Uh, but then Mason Green, who, if if fingers crossed, if my plans work out, I plan on seeing him and Cy Woods on Friday, um, has been throwing the ball as well as anybody in the state of Texas, um, heading to Baylor, left-handed pitcher. Then you got Tristan Russell, Sam Myers, Ethan Ferris has had a monster year with the bat. They're just top to bottom. It's it's hard to find a weakness with those guys. And our team to watch is Grand Oaks. Um, they battle some injuries throughout the year. You know, Hudson Hamilton had a little bit of a tendonitis. I think he's going to be getting back on the mound soon, if not um, if not this series. Um, but they've got a lot of pitching talent. I know their younger guys have kind of been, you know, a little inconsistent in terms of throwing strikes. They've got a lot of pitching talent, pitching depth. They've got Larry Drake who can play shortstop. I think they're strong up the middle defensively. Uh, I think they could be a team that might be getting healthier at the right time. Um, and we know the with the, the talent they have on the mound, um, they're capable of of really giving anybody they play um, an issue because they, they, if, if those guys are right, they can really pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, they, they went fairly deep last year um, and have some guys returning. I always, I put a lot of emphasis on that. Um, yeah guys with experience how how they handle back. that yeah that matters it, it it does um and especially at this level um i think just having that experience and and having guys that have been through it a little bit i, I just mm-hmm. it, it matters for a lot in my opinion um for me i went with the homer pick i went rockwall um the least surprising pick of the day well i you know i i went back and forth between a few teams but um you know they've They've got it reminds me of when I was in high school. Um, my grade, we made it to the fourth round, the fourth round, and then the fifth round, and didn't, and, th- and that's as far as we got. We were one game away from state. Um, my my senior year. And then the next year they broke through and made it to to the finals. They made it to the, all the way to the championship game. 
And I think I see some similarities with that. Like on paper, it may not be as deep as a team as they were last year. And this is very similar to when I was in school, but they had a group of guys that had been so close so many times that they just finally pushed through like the Mm -hmm. seniors banded together and pushed through. So I'm, I'm calling that to happen for this group. Um, You know, guys like Braden Randall, Mac Rose, um, move in Micah Kendrick, you know, that, that group of guys um, along with the Jake over street and the the guys that have been there, like it just, it matters. And I think like, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to push through it this year. It's a little, you know, they, the path isn't, it, it's not as hard a path as some of the different portions of the region. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that matters a little bit. Yeah. that matters. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, they've got, again, they've got the ingredients. They play good defense. They run the bases. Um, uh, you know, they can pitch, they can score runs on you really quick. Um, so that, that's who I'm going with for region two. The team to watch I'm going with is Tomball. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they are so talented and so young, like yeah. I think it's taken a couple of them a little bit of time to really get through. But I mean, they're starting two freshmen as they're one and two, yeah, uh, between Carson Reeder and CJ Sampson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, then you've got star players, Kate Arambade, you've got, um, you got senior Alan Lopez going to Houston. Uh, Braden Scherzer, who we like, Keegan Dimmer yeah. is a good piece. Uh, AM commit is a freshman catcher Hopkins. I mean, it's it they're loaded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. when you go through the lineup, when you talk about talent, like there's it's gonna be tough to find a team as talented as them. And if my math is correct, there's a chance that they match up with Rockwall in round three. And I mm. would love to see that match up. That'd but, be a good one. Um, you know, and but at the same time, like because they have some freshmen, so many freshmen that are playing so much, like, hey, they might, they could get knocked out in round one. I mean, like, right. you just you, ultimately at this level in Texas, you never know. So, mm-hmm. um, but I could see them, you know, those young, those young got Caleb Daniels, a sophomore uh, pitcher that's been good. He's been out of the pen. I mean, it, you know, they may not, they not may not be aware of things enough to be scared. You know, they may just be right. So, yeah, that, there's that too. Yeah so young they may feel like they're playing with house money and i mean shoot a lot of those freshmen you know play for that uh really good 12 groups they've been in on the big stage that's one thing shaka smart used to talk about those young guys he said you you don't know what you don't know like some of those guys just don't know what to be scared of yet because they've never done it before that's right that's right so i you know i i i think i'm excited to see what they do um and see if uh I'm going to call him Aaron Beatty this time. So I'm at least getting it right once. Right. Um, yeah. Good. Good idea. Cover, cover so, your, uh, cover both ways. Okay. I'm sorry. Let us know. Um, but yeah, I'll see him take off and just see if he can carry a team. Um, they, they're a loaded lineup and, but he's, he's the undoubted star. I mean, he'd be, mm-hmm. the, he'd be the star on just about every team in America. So, yep. um, see if he can see if he can put, put the, uh, Cougars, right? Tom yep. Cougars mm-hmm. put the Cougars on his back and carry him into through the postseason. But um, that's what I got for Region Two. Region Three, uh, we both had the same pick. Um, went chalk there as well with Pearland, which I, you just can't deny the talent level and also just the talent level on the mound. Caden Ferraro, Jaden Barfield, Ryler Smart, Isaiah Castillo, Nico Partida. I mean, I'm probably leaving off some names. They're just 
so much pitching talent and there no slouches in the batter's box as well. Um, so they haven't lost a game in nearly two months. Um, and then, you know, looking way ahead, the, the potential like that part of the bracket final could be between Pearland Ridgepoint or Pearland Cinco Ranch. And both those two teams are like legit state title contenders. So um, could be really, really exciting uh, duel there at the end. And then my team to watch coming out of there is Katie. Um, they started the year just on fire. They beat San Antonio Reagan, Houston Lamar, Ridgepoint. I mean, they played this loaded early season schedule and just were beating everybody. And they kind of stumbled after that. I saw them against Tompkins and just weren't playing clean baseball and just kind of were just a little, seemed a little frustrated, but they've got the talent on the mound and they're going to enter the playoffs having won 11 straight games. They went, you know, fairly deep into the playoffs last year, pretty veteran team. Um, I, I think that's a team to watch there uh, in region three of six A. Yeah. Um, and I, I went with straight Jesuit. Um, and I'm playing off that experience factor, a team that was in Round Rock two years ago, made yeah. the regional finals last year. Um, so they've got some guys that have been there. Senior shortstop Clay Richardson is a guy that tried to get him on our academic team, but he can really run. No, oh, he flies, man. He can he really can fly. fly. Um, then they've got 2025 Ryan Bevington, uh, mm-hmm. sophomore on the mound. Seniors Harrison Aquaro and John Tony. Tony's another guy I tried to get unsuccessfully on the academic team but um it's good to see them doing well this year but you know that experience factor i mean you know they've they've gone deep twice now so those yeah, guys that have matters been parts um been they've been part of it so uh i i i see them as a team to watch um down down south for region for region three but yeah i went with pearland as the winner i mean it's you know i don't need to repeat all the stuff you said but I mean, they're loaded. I mean, when you, <laughs> I was looking through their lineup and their and their stats from the last from the recent games, and if you got Brett Smoshula hitting ninth, yeah, um, that's uh that says something to me, right? Um, and then Isaiah Castaneda batting seventh a lot. Yeah, he's um, been like seventh I mean, or eighth most of the year. Yeah, and, and 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 we're huge fans of his. Um, but it's it's a loaded lineup. I, I I'm excited to see if they can put it together and go all, go all the way to Round Rock. Speaking of Round Rock, uh, Region 4, my winner Ooh. of that region is Round Rock. Um, oh. It's a team I've I've seen a few times. Uh, I've seen a couple of Travis Sikora starts. We know how good he is, but just, it's a really complete team. I mean, Hudson Ellis at short. Um, they've got really strong defense up the middle. They're athletic. They can run. They've got some physical bats in the middle of the lineup, but the pitching depth, you know, Tanner Jackson, a five-tool uh, academic team guy. Cade Weibel, who's heading to McLennan. Um, Cade Algayer, Al- who's going to blend, can give them some quality. they got a lot of pitching depth. Just a really well-rounded team that can win a lot of games a lot of ways. They went undefeated in their district. Um, but, man, there could be a second-round matchup between Round Rock and San Antonio Reagan, which both those two teams are legit state title contenders. I really like both of them. I just give the slightest edge um, to Round Rock. And that's why winning the district is important. You know, like your pickup Johnson, like Johnson will avoid, you know, Round Rock if they come out of that, that, uh, that first round and they're there in the second round. So um, that could be a dynamite second round matchup, but I really, really like this Round Rock team. And my team to watch uh, is Lake Travis. Now they lost both flips in the first round. They're on the road and in a one-game playoff against Ridge Morgan. 
That's yeah. going to be tough. Um, Rich Morgan and Westwood are, are going to be a really, really tough out in that one-game playoff, uh, which would be really who, exciting. Who, who will Lake Travis throw? Um, I've been told who they're going to throw. I don't know if they want me to disclose that. Um, but I, I I know the pitching plan and it's, it's a good one. Uh, and they've got a lot of depth. They certainly will not lack options. That's one of the reasons why I really like them. They haven't really hit as well as I thought they would. Um, you know, they just haven't had those clutch knocks routinely, but they can pitch man. Caden Leon, um, OJ Gonzalez is heading the ACU. Jackson Baker is heading Alabama. And then David Womack, uh, who's been kind of up and down from JV Varsity, uh, through six and a third innings to close out that seeding game for them against Bowie, just was really impressive. Uh, yeah, I so saw they've that. Got, they've got a lot of arms, man. Uh, they just, you know, let's not forget last year, Caden Leon was kind of on JV for most of the season, well, that's, too. That's, that's what kind of re- kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. I, I know I saw that. Those, I was like, what? It's just one of those box? places, you know, that just has a lot of arms. Uh, but I know Womack's going to be a part of their playoff push, so – if they can get through Ridge Morgan, I, I think that they've got the ingredients to be a real team to watch there because they're going to be able to pitch. And I think their pitching's really going to keep them in games. And they're going to be strong defensively up the middle as well with the slaughter box at shortstop and catcher, um, athletic outfield. Um, so they've got some potential there. Yeah. Um, I went with, as you, or I guess we both gave a spoiler alert on that. I went with San Antonio Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is they just keep winning. Yes. Um, they win at a high clip, and I think that matters. Um, you know, assuming they've had some adversity, I, you know, I, that is one thing. In college, at least, I I tend to stay away from those teams that win everything in the post in the in the regular season. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel like a lot of times those teams have gelled too early, um, and they oftentimes just catch a team that's getting hot and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't I don't know that that's necessarily true as much on the high school level, um, but you know I I was shocked that you didn't pick them um, with your love of Case and Cunningham. Yeah, um, and but, Ryan Farber, man, I, I'm a huge fan yeah. of that guy too. Yeah, and then you've got Maza Chilcut, who's yeah. Texas commit that's been on the USA stage. Mason Cron's been hitting well, um, but they've got a number of ways to beat you. So yes, um, I. I'm going to go with them. Uh, just, I, I like a lot of things about them. Uh, th- that was one of the tougher regions to pick. It's a, um, it's a loaded region. And, you know, yeah. there could be some teams just playing each other that are just going to knock each other out. Yeah. I think that's going to happen quite a bit. Um, and then I, for a team to watch, I went with um, Vista Ridge. Yeah. Um, good pick. We, we've, we've talked about them and, you know, and I was, I had sleeper in mind when I was going through this and just looking at records and the teams and the matchups and stuff. But, you know, we, we have not hidden our uh, affection for Hank Howard as a baseball player. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, he gives them a chance to win and they were so close to upsetting Westlake last year. And, you know, you may have that, that effect of those seniors that just push and get over that hump. Um, But you have Hank Howard, Zachary Fetchel, uh, Jake Wagner is one of the better catchers in the state. Yep. Um, Alex Bernelmeyer is a guy that's super athletic and can run. Mm-hmm. Isaac Garcia has been good at the plate. Um, I like that record was deceiving. I was shocked when I saw their record. Um, I know they played a lot of close games and had some close losses. That's mm. been a part of that, but man, I, I've, I've liked that team all year long. I've liked them since I saw them last year. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a year that they have a chance 
to make some noise. Um, I mean, they pretty much brought everybody back. Like it was kind of a young team last year. Now it's an older team this year. When you talk about it, that's that matchup. I think they're matched up with Johnston Johnson in round two. Mm -hmm. um, If they, if they win this weekend. So um, I'm going to go with them as my, as a, as a team to watch. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah. I almost Um, picked them there as a team to watch in that region. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, so we've got, we've got Hebron, Rockwall, Pearland, and Johnson on my side. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Flower Mound, Sidewoods, Pearland, and Round Rock on your side. Mm-hmm. Who, who is your winner out of that? My winner out of that um, would be – I'd probably go with Pearland. Really? Okay. It's just, it's just. I mean, they've just got so many arms. It's just tough to pick against that. Well, it's funny because it's just such a di- different dynamic once you get to the finals or once you get to the final four. Yeah, it's just two games, and typically, I I always pick, um, you know, in that semifinal game. You know that. Um, I mean, I think most teams throw their ace that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would. I'd be curious, like, you know, for some of these teams, I'd be curious as to who they would think that ace is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about Heber and if it's, I mean, Will Patterson has been dominant this year. And, but you've got pause too. So I, oh, um, I think, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with Hebron out of that group. No, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I that I think the pitching can carry them. I mean, if they if they play good defense and just find a way to score enough runs, um they're going to be tough because they've got arms coming out of the pen. Uh just they seem like they don't stop. So Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go Hebron. I'm going to okay. go Hebron 6. Eight. All right. It'd be fun. It's the sixth day is just, I mean, obviously loaded, but I mean, just so many good teams and potential matchups and stuff. But uh, moving on to 5A Region 1, uh, my winner coming out of there, we actually had the same winner, Grapevine. I mean, 14 and 0 in one of the toughest 5A districts in the state. Um, Dayson Hill's just been on fire on the mound. And then my team to watch, this probably, <laughs> I, I picked Argyle. I picked Argyle. Yeah, that was a little. Yeah, but I mean, I was kind of going through and I was like, some of these are kind of like just deeper teams, and but some too are just like, look, like Argyle has everything you want in a in a potential region winner. Uh they just they just yeah. have it all. They just happen to not win that loaded seven five A district, but they just have the ingredients there. So um that's why I went with um Grapevine and Argyle. Uh Grapevine the winner, Argyle the team to watch there in region one of five A. Yeah, and I, I went with Grapevine as well. Um, just a lot of pieces, good catching, good pitching. Yeah. Um, and they just find ways to win all year. Um, and then, you know, I think I I was I think you kind of changed the assignment a little bit on me from when I started riding over here, but I went with I went with Birdville. Um mm-hmm. I thought about as them a, as a team to watch. Like Parker. Huttera, I think is how you say it. Um, OU commit has just been dominant on the mound. He's had like a 20, a 20 strikeout game, I believe. Um, and he, I mean, 
like you said, they may be a team that wants to flip for a one game. <laughs> yeah, um, but they right, yeah. but they have but they have multiple good arms. If they they're a team that for me, if they get past this first round against a really good Burleson Centennial team, they could go on a run. Mm-hmm. So I, I I picked them there as my team to watch there. But yeah, like Argyle, they've been through it, you know. Albeit at the four A level, right? Yeah, it's is, a little different. This would be first in, in the five A, but but I mean, like you said, I mean they've got all the pieces. Like they're they're loaded, um, top to bottom in the lineup. They've got plenty of arms. They've got athleticism. They play good defense. Um, I mean them and them, yeah, them and Grapevine played played some really close games. And that one Grapevine game, like Grapevine was just making ridiculous defensive plays like all mm-hmm. night long. Uh, for that win but yeah that'll be that'll be an interesting one um i may end up seeing grapevine on saturday i'm not sure but i do want to see Dayson hill throw so um that holds up I, that, that may be my plan for this weekend but yeah i mean tough to go against those either of those teams um, no that district was just was just so so good um region two i went with lovejoy um, kind of a chalky pick there, but I, I'm just such a huge fan of Aiden Smith and, and what he's done all season. I mean, he's capable of just putting a team on his back offensively. Um, so, you know, Lovejoy won a ton of games this year. And then my team to watch, I picked Porter. Uh, they won their district at 10 and five, but not a team you're going to find in top 25 rankings or anything like that. Uh, but there, I mean, was when Zane Adams is on the mound, they're going to have the advantage in any game he pitches. And they've actually got some like sneaky good pitching depth on that, on that team. Um, I got to look at them. They've got some physicality and some athleticism in the lineup. I liked their catcher. Um, I just think that, you know, Adams, like he gets going. I mean, his last start was eight innings with 19 strikeouts and 90 strikes out of 113 pitches. So uh, he's, uh, he's, he's certainly, uh, coming into the playoffs, throwing the ball extremely well. And I just think that he's going to be, it's going to be really tough to beat him in any situation. It's just such a huge advantage to have a guy like that. So I've got Porter as my team to watch there in region two with Lovejoy winning it, but it, it was really tough to pick a winner in region two because it's, it's a, it's a really tough district. I mean, excuse me, region. Yeah. Um, I'm, I went with Frisco. Um, I, really like them i like the way that they're made that to me they're one of those teams that you know it's sometimes teams are better set up to win in the postseason than they are in a mm-hmm. typical district uh format um and i see them as being in that category just because they're athletic they play good defense they have they go f- at least four deep on the mound from what yeah. I've seen. I mean, they've got two good starters and they have two really good relievers. Um, with uh, Landon Carr and Kate Plunkett starting, um, trying to get the ball to Michael Catalano or Tommy Mulkern. Um, that's a it's a it, they have a lot of options and I just like top to bottom they run well. Um, they just play the game well. Um, and I think that that's going to give them a chance to, to do some damage. Um, you know, I think they can go toe to toe with just about anybody. Um, and the ingredients and the way they play just reminds me of a team that does well in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on my team to watch, uh, I'm going all the way out to East Texas for Patrick Mahomes, alma mater, uh, White House. Um, uh, they have some top end talent, uh, A&M commit Michael Ludolsky. 
Um, and uh, sophomore JJ Adrogo, who plays mm-hmm. on that 25 16, that can fly. Like he's just, yeah. he's a plus athlete um, and just a really, really good baseball player. I like him a lot. He's sneaky strong too. Like he's got some juice in the back. Um, Colin McLemore, a little shortstop that can play some defense. And then uh, Braden Beans going to UTD um, on the mound. I think he plays some first base too, but um, they're good. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, they play the game the right way. Um, you can tell that they, they put a lot of emphasis on their defense. And I always like that. I think that that's a, the facet of the game that gets overlooked the most. And I think it's, it's so important when you yeah, get the playoffs, into, it's huge. yeah. So um, I went with them as a team that could make some noise in, in region two. Yeah. They've got some talent for sure. Um, region three, my winner was Magnolia West. Um, James Elwanger is just, you know, really emerged as a big time pitcher in the state of Texas, but that's a really talented roster top to bottom. Um, Dawson Park, Trent Buckley, Caldwell McFadden. Um, you just go down the list there. They've got pitching depth. They've got hitting. They've got athleticism. They just have a lot of the ingredients you want when you're looking at somebody that can make a lot of noise and come out of a region. And then I stayed in the district and uh, had Lake Creek as a team to watch. Uh, another really talented team, uh, you know, Weston Moss on the mound. But, you know, Jace Newkirk was the guy that emerged them last year in the playoffs to kind of become a major contributor there. Really like his strike throwing. Um, Jackson Wilkerson's been throwing the ball well. Um, Samson Pugh, Blake Brown. I mean, they just have another another roster that's really talented top to bottom. And I almost put Richmond Foster in that spot as well, um, who, uh, all, weather permitting, I hope to see um, tonight um, because they've got a really dynamic one-two punch on the mound. Um, they've got some talent in that lineup as well. Yeah, uh, they do. I, I I really like that team. Um, you know, I I – you, we've talked about Samson Pugh. He's just a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like him a lot. They were my team to watch as well. Um, as far as the winner, I went with perennial powerhouse Friendswood. Yeah. Speaking um, of somebody that's done they, it before, they always they win just, in the playoffs. They just win, win, win. I mean, uh-huh. it's just uh, no matter what. Um, nothing, not nothing for you on that one. No. Mm-mm. Can't even get a dad joke nod, huh? <laughs> um, but uh, they've got two definite pitchers. Um, Easton Toomey is going to Texas. Kyle Lockhart's another really good arm. They've got Dane Perry, the Texas Tech commit, and then Boots Landry and AM commit. So they've got some pop at the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some real athleticism. They've got some big time arms, and they win. I think it's just one of those schools that you go to and play there and think that you're going to win. I know coach. And they've got Mr. Red Bull himself, five tool academic team alum, Aiden Piercy behind the plate there. One of my, my favorite guys. So they've got the intangible factor too, as well. In in addition to town, but no one uh, will be more amped than them. That's right. It sounds like Easton Tumis is is like kind of kicked into another gear his last couple starts. So um, he could be saving his best for last there for Friendswood, but yeah, great pick. I mean, they just, they win, you know, they figure out ways to win. And I'm sure last year, the way things went down in the state championship is kind of, you know, adding some extra fuel to the fire for them there. Um, that matters. This, yes, it, it does. does. It matters. Yes, I, it I, does. I, I'm a, I'm just a big believer in that. I don't know yeah. why it's just, just part of the, I mean, I think just cause I've seen it happen so many times. I think. That's yeah. You've been a it. part of it, you know, like, you know, thinking to, you know, the way, 
the run you guys, you know, 2008, 2009 and that sort of stuff. Like it, it matters when you have that sort of stuff going on. Um, region four. Um, I went with Corpus Christi Ray, but man, like they could be staring down a second round matchup with Wesselco East. And if I read it right, Wesco East just won the flip and did one game because they have Alex Solis, which smart, smart play there. Um, so that, I mean, that could be a, both those teams are really good. And, you know, that could be a situation where it might be a potential another one game playoff. Um, but Corpus Christi Ray, Jack Bell, know how much we like him. And then Keevan Goss, I'm a big fan of what he does on the mound. They've got some talent beyond there as well. And my team to watch, I kind of, I, I kind of cheated because I like, you know, Rouse and Liberty Hill, both two teams I saw around this area. I ended up putting Rouse there, but Liberty Hill could easily be there as well. Um, they've got pitching depth on the mound. Um, most of the teams have experience. They've got some hitting. Um, I really like Liberty Hill's catching situation. Um, I like Rouse for the fact that they just have, have that sort of experience. You know, they just routinely are into deep into the playoffs there. Um, so I think both those two teams um, in Region 4 or 5A are going to be teams to watch there. But West Clare East, man, if they get if they keep winning flips and get Alex Solis in a one-game situation, they're going to be tough to handle because they've also got some talent beyond him too. Yeah, it's I went with um, I went with Smithson Valley mm-hmm. uh, in Region Four. A lot 4. of pitching, just a lot of pitching. Um, you know, it's it's another program that just knows how to play the game. Um, Jackson Elizondo, the Baylor commit, David DeHoyos. Uh, Zach Gingrich, who I know you're a big fan of, yep. and then Ethan Gonzalez too, um, behind the plate. So, I'm I went with the Rangers, uh, there in Region Four. Um, that th- that I think may have been the toughest region out of all the regions. Uh, yeah, in classification yeah. for me to pick. Um, and I don't. It, there's just there's a lot of different ways they can go, and there's mm-hmm. some really there's some tough matchups from, you know, quote unquote sleepers and teams to watch. Um, so, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, like there's a couple of big time arms that if they get, um, they, if you catch them in a one game, you might be in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then for my team to watch, I went with Alamo Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I let, I mean, just for, I haven't seen them. I know you have, and I know that how much you like some of the guys on the roster, mm-hmm. but Bruno Robles is one that we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, pitch play play defense and, and hit Harrison Sobey has been good at the plate uh Park Zunker mm-hmm. um and I just I really they're I, I yeah think, they can hit they can hit they're physical but they're really strong up the middle defensively especially when they have Robles at catcher uh but also uh Will Broderick's a solid catcher too but yeah Park Zunker Jackson Duffin up the middle in the infield um, and then they've got some really good outfield defense as well. Um, so yeah, they they're they're they impressed me when I saw them. Um, good veteran presence. They've got some guys that can kind of swing it, make some things happen defensively as well. Yeah, yeah. I I know you like them, and I know how much you, you're a big fan of Jackson Duffin. And yep. you know, give me give me the teams that play good defense, like we yes. talked about. Um, I just um. I like them. I think they've got a chance. Um, also, I, I do have a a family friend whose son is on the team too, so I know a little bit about the makeup of the team, and it sounds like they have a group of kids that are really, really into it. Um, and I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah. So, so five. So five A. Who comes out of five A? 
Friendswood. I'm gonna go with Friendswood. Yeah, that's a yeah. Nice I'll go with Magnolia West. Um, really wouldn't surprise me at all if if it, Friendswood is a team that kind of comes out of there. Just seems like those those DFW teams might end up just beating up on each other a lot um, before kind of the dust settles there. Um, so yeah, five A is going to be really really fun to to track as well. Uh, moving down to four A, um, Region One winner. I've got um, Randall and Canyon. Uh, I believe those two teams are from the same district, uh, yeah. which I, I imagine both that in was. Canyon. They're yeah, right. Canyon. Isn't one? Yeah, isn't isn't Randall Canyon? Randall and Canyon's just Canyon. Um, I don't. There's a lot of Canyons yes. when you get down yes. to four A and three A and stuff like that. But um, I, I just think that the talent level and then the the track record just kind of speaks for itself. There, it just was really hard to pick against um, either one of those teams. It kind of seemed like um, some of the more obvious picks there in Region One of four A. Yeah, yeah, I. I think that's right. I had the exact same two teams. Um, and uh, two-way senior Ben Black for, for Canyon, I think gives them a chance. Um, and going over to the Canyon Randall side of it, um, Duncan Bowles, Carson Hafner, uh, and Hagen Shedd. I mean, that's that's three pretty loaded, loaded arms on the mm-hmm. mound, um, especially at the 4A level. Um, and you got guys like Peyton Bush and Cole Dudding at the plate. Um, I'm I'm really fascinated to see if they can get all the way back matched up with Salina in, in Austin, just because that would be one of their, I think, three losses. Yeah, one of their three losses in the season came to Salina. Mm. So being being able to avenge that might be might be a pretty fun showdown. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's Canyon to Canyon Randall. I mean, that's That'd be that'd be an interesting way for it to end up in in region one. Yeah, sure would. Uh, region two. Speaking of Salina, I had them um, winning. Um, it, it's just you know when you start to name the guys on that roster. I mean Noah Bentley, Caden Mitchell, RJ uh, Ruiz, Ryan Ruiz. Did we ever figure out how the the properly? Right, Ruiz. Right. Right. Gosh, this is one like I've even asked him, and now yeah, I like, know we've asked him I, before. I. Keep talking. I end up like doming myself out yeah. on this because I. Uh, yeah, it's probably just something it. really simple that that. No, I, I know, but I'll get it. But uh, Salina, you know, they made this. They made the state semifinals last year, and they ran into Sinton with Blake Mitchell on the mound, um, which was just an almost impossible task there. So uh, they brought Rue. back Rue. 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 Brought back so many key pieces from that team, uh, which we know how much that matters, and then. Um, my team to watch in that region too is Aubrey. Uh, they've got some solid seniors. I remember seeing some of those guys during the summer. Um, I thought they had a, a good mix of talent on the mound. So I remember looking up like, oh yeah, you know, where's, where's Aubrey at? Uh, I just wasn't very familiar with the area, but um, some quality seniors there. I think they can pitch. And when you can pitch, I mean, you've got an opportunity to make some noise um, in that region. So that ended up being my team to watch there in region two. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Salina also. Um, they're loaded top to bottom. They can pitch. They're athletic. They can catch. They play defense. They run the bases. Um, yeah, I. It, they're loaded. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the bottom line. No, um, no weakness on paper. Yeah, I mean, they've got a really good defensive shortstop. They've got um, two Big 12 pitchers. 
that can go against you. I guess mm-hmm. I'm still considering OU being in the Big 12, but um, and they've just got options all the way across the board everywhere. They they're 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 they come at you in waves at the plate and on um and in the box. So I I'm really impressed with them when I saw them. Um I think they're gonna have a chance to get back to Austin and try to get another crack at Sinton um like they did last year. Um and then team to watch I went with Pleasant Grove. Um you know they're a team that is perennially in Austin. Um, they have four D1 commits on the team. Senior J.M. Long going to Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Britton Clark, Hunter Rose, Spencer Browning, a um, couple of them going to, to Arkansas. Um, having four at that level is – that's a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Granted, granted, three of them are young, um, or two of them are young. Two of them are freshmen, one of them, and Britton Clark's a junior. Um, but that's that's a showdown that might be – Pretty interesting if if it comes to it between Salina and Pleasant Grove, but I think that's gonna between one of those two teams probably probably determines Region Two. Um, yeah, if I had to guess, but we'll see. We'll see. It's you know that's why they play the game. Region Three, I've got China Spring winning that region. Um, you know, Cage McLeod, Dean Hanna, uh, Cage going to TCU, Dean Hanna going to Texas. Veteran team, one of those programs that I feel like every year you look up and they're deep into the playoffs, you know, playing for a potential state championship there. Uh, so going with China Spring is the winner there in Region 3. And then my team to watch is Bridge City. Uh, Braylon Collins has been a really, really big-time guy for them heading to the University of Houston. He can do it with the bat and on the mound as well. Um, and then John Van Huey, I think how you pronounce that um he's he's a big time talent as well um so they're they're gonna have an opportunity both on the mound and in the batter's box to really make some noise there um another program that i feel like each year you kind of hear about some guys emerging from bridge city uh i believe chase sugar went to bridge city didn't he he did he did he yeah did. yeah chase sugar came out of bridge city not too i guess it has been a while since he came out of there but um you know they, they're gonna have the opportunity to make some noise there but china spring to me um, you know, one of the one of the kind of the true powers in that region three that's going to have an opportunity to, to again play really deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, I went with Carthage. Um, I know yeah, they good pick. second second in their district, but you have two really top end players with Connor Cuff and Noah Noah Patty, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those two were interest, instrumental in their football championship. That's right. Um, and so I'm gonna. I'm going to take some of the football experience and move it over to the baseball field of what it takes to win a state championship. Um, and I, I just, those guys have been dominant all year long, those two. And I, I, I think they have a chance to carry them a little bit further this year. Um, and then team to watch, I went with Bullard. Um, they, they're an example of a team that has the, the one just dominant ace that you roll it, you roll D- David Wilson out there. Um, yeah you are going to have a chance every time for sure. And they've had some contributions from Reed Overby, Chase Randall, uh, Dylan Fowler at the plate. And Robert Ellis, if you recognize that name, Duke Ellis's dad is the head coach. Oh, yeah. Um, so former former big leaguer, um, he's always been really good with pitching. And um, he knows the landscape out in East Texas, man. He he does a good job with that Bullard program. And and OU commit David Wilson is is special. He's he's really good on the left-handed side. Just another the long arm of the long line of arms that have come out of some of these smaller East Texas programs. And, yeah. uh, he is no different. 
um, he was a guy that people uh, heard about and jumped on quickly and um, Skip got himself a gem there. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do and see if they can make some noise as well. Region four uh, picked Sinton, you know, <laughs> shocking. Uh, I, I will say, you know, it's last year's Sinton team was is going to end up being one of the best Texas high school teams I think we'll ever see. So, you know, understandably, this team isn't quite that good. Um, there's just not as much depth in the lineup, but we're nitpicking because they're still uh, clearly one of the best teams in Texas um, and a clear favorite to, again, repeat as, as 4A state champions. I mean, whenever you can go Jaquay Stewart and Braden Brown on the mound, and then you have the luxury of using Blake Mitchell as a starter, as a closer, however you want to use them, um, catcher, uh, hitting in the middle of the lineup. I mean, a guy that I'd be stunned if he's not a first-round pick in July's Major League Baseball draft. Uh, they just have all the ingredients you kind of want. And, uh, I, you know, keep an eye on Cash Wood, too, a guy that when I saw sitting – uh sophomore right handed hitting first baseman. I think that he's gonna be the next big dude um that comes out of Sinton there. So it won't be easy though. Their bracket's sneaky tough. You know, Bernie's in there, Robstown's in there. Um they've they've got some they've got some teams that could potentially make some noise there. And then my team to watch was El Campo. Um Brock Rod has just been a stud for those guys on the mound. And whenever you have a guy like that on the mound, again it's kind of like the Zane Adams deal with Porter you're going to have a chance to beat anybody you play. So um, I've got El Campo as a team to watch there in, in, in region four, but I've got Sitton, uh, shockingly got Sitton coming down there winning that region. Yeah. And I went with Sitton also um, because duh. Um, <laughs> but I went with uh, on my team to watch. I went with Bernie um, because they've got a chance, man. They've got some real bats in their lineup. Um You've got Cam Johnson, Riley Pachasek, uh, Dylan and Brooks Perez. They've got some top end talent, and senior Xander Cloudy on the mound has been really good. Uh-huh. Um, and if they if they can continue to get something out of Landon Lesturgeon, they're going to be um, team that you know like you're going to have to you're going to have to be perfect to beat Sinton mm-hmm. in most in most cases. Um, and you know if you have some talent, it gives you a better chance to do so. Uh, gives you a little bit more of a margin for error, but um, yeah, the Greyhounds are going to have a chance. I think I like their club. I think they do a lot of things well. Um, and you know, it's, it's tough for some of these kids and well, before a period, not just region four, but I mean, you know, like we saw that Cal Allen team last year um, what with Justin Lampkin was yeah. loaded and they just ran into a buzzsaw and that's what Sinton is and has been for a couple of years. And um it's just it's tough. They're they're loaded. So I'm gonna go with Sinton to win it all just because they don't lose. They have they've lost one game in the last two years. Yeah. Um so um and I mean we're in made it to the final four of the year before. So um I you know, I obviously is play, having played with Adrian Allen is I know his baseball acumen and know how good of a coach he is and you know, Sinton legend. Um, was a big time football player as well there for the Pirates, um, but yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Sitton for me. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going with Sitton. Um, they're really, really good. They've won a ton of games, and Blake Mitchell is the best player in the state of Texas. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't need to overthink that one there. Um, moving on to three A, uh, we just picked winners just outright. We didn't go region by region, but 
Um, I've got Brock winning it. Um, Sawyer Strohsnyder is just a mega dude uh, yeah. on the mound with the bat defensively. Whatever he does, he's really good at it. I actually saw he qualified for the state championship, I believe, in the high jump as well. So just a really impressive athlete. Uh, but keep an eye on Cam Harris, too. He's a big-time football player for those guys. But he's a guy that I liked coming out of last summer because I was like, there's going to be a velocity jump coming here. And that's what it looks like is happening right now. So um, they're going to have some some talent on the mound. And they also got some seniors like Tyler Moody and some other guys as well. Uh, my team to watch, mentioned this early on, I went Poxboro solely because of Bear Kid. Uh, it's because I feel like um, you know, he kind of started a little slow on the mound, but he's been throwing really, really hard. I think he might kind of be rounding into form at the right time. Um, but anytime he's on the mound, he's going to give them an opportunity to win. And who knows how the schedule plays out. Maybe they get some one game playoffs or things like that. But um, I've got Pottsboro as a team to watch there. And I've got Brock winning the 3A state championship. Yeah, I went with, uh, I went for the same reason that, that you went with Pottsboro as your team to watch. I, that's why I went with White Oak with Gavin mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. Um, I'd start flipping that coin um, yeah. with him. You know, I mean, like he, one of the best left-handed pitchers in Texas. Um, he's, he's a dude and White Oak can, is going to have a chance in every game that he pitches. Um, and then for the team to win it, I went with Boyd. Um, I saw them a couple of times early and for a three, a team, uh, or for a team at any level, they have some real experience and multiple two-way guys that just do a really good job. You got Jack's head playing short. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and on the mound, you've got Braden Harris, or excuse me, Braden McIntyre and Eric Rogers um, that are have been doing it for a long time on the mound. Um, and I, I just, I like that combination, giving them two plus starters like that. Uh, Aiden LeMasters has been good at the plate. Yeah. Um, and one thing I just noticed when they were, when we were, when I watched them is they're just, they're just very well coached. Um, you can tell they're sharp. They know the game that they're heady. Like, I mean, they just, they, they're always looking for outs in different spots. Like it's just, they've got a bunch of guys with some high baseball IQ and, and I attribute a lot of that to the coaching. Um, and, you know, I think that as you get further and further coaching can be, can play a huge role in it, um, at, at this level. So, uh, I, I went with Boyd for, for the team to win it all in 3A. Down to 2A, I picked Johnson City, and it's solely because of the guys they have the on the mound. Jody Solinsky is a 2025 heading to Baylor, and then uh, McCray Jacob, Jacobs, an uncommitted 2024 pitcher. Let me read you their stats as of April 25th. Solinsky is his 7-0, 40, 40 point, uh, 42 thirds innings, He's only given up 16 hits all year, only two earned runs, and he struck out 100 guys. Uh, Jacobs, 8-0 in 42 innings, only given up 13 hits, only given up one earned run with 100 strikeouts. That's almost striking out the side and throwing a no-hitter every single time these guys pitch. It's it's nuts. Like I, I It's just incredible the consistency and the dominance that they've had. Um, so I'm betting on the lefties here, man. Give me, give me Johnny and McCray. Uh, to make some noise there for the Johnson City Eagles um, to march to a to a two A state title, uh, and then my team to watch uh, Boskville. Um, a lot of uh, good seniors on that roster. Um, John Ewins, who's heading to Baylor, he's just a, a, 
a guy that can take over the game in a lot of ways. Um, and we know how much that matters, um, especially kind of when you get down in the classifications that, you know, a guy that that is that good can legitimately just put his stamp on the game in a multitude of ways. Um, so I went with Bossville as my team to watch there, but um, I'm excited to see how Johnson city does because uh, the pitching stats this year are just nuts. And both those guys can pitch. They're not like low to mid nineties guys are just blowing heaters by everybody. Like, they can pitch. It's like mid-80s operation, breaking ball, change up. I mean, they're just racking up the strikeouts at a high rate. Yeah, uh, I went with Bosqueville as my team to watch also for the same reasons you did. Uh, mm-hmm. John Ewens, um, big factor in that, two-way guy. Um, I know Baylor's really excited to have him. And then for my winner, I went with, I, I went with the homer pick. Uh, my cousin is the team doctor, excuse me, not the team doctor. Well, I guess he is the team doctor, but he's also the town doctor. Okay. Uh, and, in Shiner. Um, I feel like so they always win. Like they're, they're, they're always, always deep in the in, playoffs in every sport. Um, and this, this is no different uh, with Drew Winsky and Ryan Peterson are some of the big studs. Carson Shetty, shooting Shetty. Um, Bryce Narada is a, a senior coming back off an all state campaign, but like Ryan Peterson's a dude, like he's going to see yeah. Houston. Um, yeah. Drew, Drew Winsky uh, has, you know, those are two guys that give them a real one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go with Steiner to win it all in yeah. two-way. We saw both those guys this summer. Um, I believe they both played for the Alamo Drillers, one of the really good um, summer programs out of the San Antonio area. So, yeah. Yeah. These guys, I mean, it's 2A, but I mean, these guys get challenged a lot in the summer. Um, and it's a it's like a really talented roster. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really good pick there. I could definitely see them winning. But – um, well, that wraps up all the picks we made. Um, again, you can get to fivetool.org, you know, once I get this published, you can kind of see the right in writing form, kind of our, our picks and our explanation again, that we're, um, it is, you know, we put time into doing this. It is, there are serious predictions, but it's also like, you know, don't get upset with us if we don't pick your team. And yeah, we're after the first round, chances are half of this is going to look foolish. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be a lot of stuff happen. Um, that's just what makes the playoff so exciting is you just, you know, you just don't quite know. Um, you know, it's, it's just like college baseball, like the most talented best teams in the regular season um, don't always emerge victorious when you get to the playoffs. There's just a lot of factors that go into it. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to getting out and seeing some games. There's going to be a lot of FOMO because we can't be everywhere and we'll be kind of projecting weather and everything else. So um, looking forward to get out and seeing some teams, um, some some pretty good first round matchups, but there could be some dynamite second round matchups across all of these classifications. So um, as always, we recommend keep it locked into five tool.org. Everything we do from a video podcasting writing standpoint is going to get published on the website there. The premium player profiles players. I'm telling you, if you haven't checked these out, go do it. Uh, it's just such a great resource for you as a player um, to just kind of track, you know, your high school baseball career and what you're doing, what your teammates are doing, what your high school is doing, what your favorite college is doing, but also to use as a great recruiting tool as well. Um, and it's great this time of year for high school coaches. Hey, if you're trying to dig on a guy and get a scouting report, um, chances are we might have some video um, on the guy, especially on the pitching side too. I know if I were a high school coach, I'd be on there just kind of scouting out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Five got any uh, got any video of these arms that have been thrown? Get an idea of what the breaking ball looks like, what the delivery looks like, all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's a great tool this time of the year for coaches as well. But make sure you're following all of our regional accounts on Five Tool to keep track of everything that's going on. And 
Texas, California, um, Arizona, Nevada, just kind of all over the place. Uh, a lot of great coverage going around. I've been really uh, just following all the Arizona coverage, especially just a lot of uh, high level games and talent, you know, and stuff like that. It's just been, um, you know, I just feel like I see that Hamilton team uh, pop up all the time. And then last night was Cam Caminetti um, smacking balls all over the yard for. I believe uh, he's on my team. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, let's not get into that. Um, we don't need to go back to to my Charlie Sotos and Cameron Johnsons who are flying up LME draft boards with some helium there. Um, so uh, keep it tuned into all of our regional coverage as well. But you got anything else be- before we get out of here? Um, I got nada. I got nada. I I'm excited to get out and watch the games. Um, yeah, my, my schedule's still up in the air a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously once we get to Saturday, a lot of if necessary games. Yeah, so if necessary can, games. Yeah, that can that can change it a little bit, but. Uh, Excited to get going. Um, this this is what everyone plays for. And I remember these times well um, as a player myself. And there's nothing like it. Um, it's some of the most fun and best and worst memories you'll have of high school baseball uh, over the next couple of weeks. And enjoy it. And and just don't, don't let it get away from you. Make sure you yeah. take it in and understand how, you know, because a lot of guys, this is their last time to play. They were not, yeah. they're not moving on and, um, you know, lay it all out there because you'll, you'll regret it if you don't. And, um, yeah. I'm, and shout out to my client Collins Tigers for making the playoffs. there, getting back into the postseason. Um, did a really good job. Coach Griffin's did a really good job. I don't think that was a popular playoff pick when the season started. Um, but they've, they they find themselves in there battling Bridgeley in there in a three-game series. So uh, shout out to those guys for finding their way back into the playoffs. But, yeah, this is what it's all about. and We're excited to get out to it. And um, fingers crossed, do your rain dances. Well, not a rain dance. The rain dance is supposed to bring rain. But Anti- do your opposite of whatever weather thing you do to make sure that we get some good weather around the state. So, you know, the last thing we want is these coaches and everybody else having to juggle schedules and double headers and this and that, whatever. So let's hope we get a lot of these games in. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it. So, Uh, Until we talk to you all next time, uh, good luck in the playoffs. Take care.